Welcome back and welcome in. This is the Grabbing Brisket Podcast. Grab a cold one and let's talk barbecue. Oh, good. The memory card's in there. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Dude, you remember that we go, hey, where do we go? How we go all the way to fucking uh, rodeo? Cook off. God damn. Hey, all the way to the fucking cook off. And then it's like, we just lugged all that shit over there. Remember card that, don't it, work. It, it was <laughs> like, then you go to the Walgreens and come back. Remember card don't work. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> not, not only, not only that, it was like, do we need to bring this too, John? Nah, we don't need that. What? It was that bag, right? That the mm-hmm. fucking that thing was in. Was in. Yeah. He's like, nah, we don't need that. We don't need that bag. What? <laughs> uh, you brought it for a reason. Nah, we're good. Oh my god, that was so much fun. <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite podcasts we did because we were midday drinking at a rodeo. Maybe for free, <laughs> for free. Like Maybe right before the radio shut down. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was like the last bang before Corona. It was, basically. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. John that's calls Corona. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, I mean sorry. that was like sorry. I mean it was already after. I mean that was the SARS. Saturday morning, right? Yeah, of the yeah. cookoff. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it got canceled a couple of days after that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had tickets to go oh, see yeah, Marshmallow. True. Dude, we were there. <laughs> and, and next, next thing you know, it's like, oh, they had an outbreak yeah. there. And we're yeah. like, yeah. fuck, do we got a quarantine now? Yeah. Jeez. I was like, what's a quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> Why would be wearing Dude, masks? Matt, what's Madison happening? had to go get a freaking COVID test the other or Aviana did the other day. She, uh, got, she got sent home Friday, and uh, with, she had like a little sore throat. Right, they, she had been to the dentist that day, right? Yes. So it wasn't even like it was like yeah. probably from that, yeah, right? Probably so stupid. And uh, shut up! Like, so dude, they wouldn't let her. They, they're like, you can't come back till the third, unless you go. Whatever. Do she all came this home shit. and like you sleep late, you do whatever you want. You're right. on vacation, right? Well, Manny's like, no, they'll see you on. We the can't floor. do that. Don't tell my kids about yeah. that. <laughs> I have a sore throat. Speaking of no, that, you don't. Damn it. <laughs> so anyway, she got the thing stuck up her nose. Yeah, no, I didn't feel too good. She for her. cry. Yeah. Manny said she was okay with it. Like, mm. I mean, Luke, Man, Luke. Mandy told her that, that was it was going to happen, and it's not going to feel good. And she, <laughs> it feels uh, like you, you, you have one yet? No, and that's what it I was telling like Luke today. Water that fool keeps running around right. with no shoes on. But oh, yeah. they're going to send him home. Well, he, he got sent they, home last week. Imagine he was coughing. He got sent home. Imagine going to your nose. And then going to your <laughs> and you're just keeping him until the whole week or whatever. No, they they sent him home, and I took him to the doctor that day. And they did a COVID test and a strep test on him. And he was so sniffly that, that she, first of all, they make you stay in the car and they right, come out yeah. to you. And she's like, you know, shielded, quarantined, goddamn vest, right. uh, like yeah. Marty McFly. On. Yeah. Marty McFly in, yeah. the, in the level A suiting. <laughs> That's exactly what she's like, so, like face shielded. <laughs> And so she comes up to him, and she starts to try to stick the thing up his nose. He's like, <laughs> you know, he's like, he keeps moving. He can't stay still. And she's like trying. I was like, do I need to come back there and hold him down? She's like, no, no, I think I almost got him. So she shoves up his nose, and he snorts and just snot just out his nose, like all over her hands. Like she's got the gloves on everything. So she tries, and I'm just sitting in the front seat just like, dear Lord, please let this uh, be over. You, you can take him with you, E.T. <laughs> yeah. Now, thankfully, no COVID, but he did have strep. So, oh, that uh, sucks. But he, you know, they we gave him when antibiotics. This? this like Thursday, Friday, and he's running around today with no jacket, no, no shoes, no shoes, I know, right? Yeah. Perfect, I know. Yeah. 
Thankfully, so, he, antibiotics. After two days, he's not contained. Parents of the year. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I yelled that at Mike three times. Well, yeah. Go put some shoes on. Did, he's like, uh, he's keep cold. strip shit away from me. Yeah. Speaking of which, if Maddox doesn't have any shoes yet, it's because they're all over at my house right now. Perfect. I have Perfect. many pairs of his shoes. I, I have many pairs of unidentified shoes as well. <laughs> yeah. they, just, they just accumulate, they collect, they're just piling up. I'm like, whose shoes are these? I don't know. I my new no method, idea. they go on my front porch now. And if anybody's kids are missing shoes, right. come by the front porch. That's what I do too. And if they're there after a week, they go. <laughs> a lot of them, they're just in the backyard. And the long guys will throw shoes. them on the concrete. And they've already cut them up. And like, well, these were somebody's shoes. I throw them away and nobody asked any, any questions. So yeah. like, the kids are like, I don't nobody know where missed they're <laughs> I don't I, know where they're at. I got a pair of Crocs in the back of my truck, their back seat that's been there for probably two months. Are they white Crocs? What's yes, that? they're white Crocs. It's got to be Lily's. Nope, they're too small for Lily. Are they like this big? Probably. Probably sissies. John, oh, those are mine. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a bottle of sunscreen back there too. Oh I, yeah, where, where are we got? We must have did something somewhere with something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You somewhere that we did one. one time when we did that one thing. <laughs> Remember when we did that thing? Oh my god, that was so great. That's so great. <laughs> this is a super awesome day. I, I cannot wait. Like we have a great guest coming on today. Yes, I think my wife might actually listen to this episode. Really? No. Yeah. No. Like she yeah. was excited that we're having Rodney Scott on. Rodney Scott. Rodney, uh, Rodney Scott Barbecue. Does this that is... put a lot of pressure on you, John? That she's actually going to listen? No, right. she won't listen. Okay. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <right>, Denny. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> she's well, actually going to listen to this one. Right. I am, uh, I'm super, super, super excited about this one. So. Yes. So, and you know, we've talked about it. It's been like planned for like a little bit over a month. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he's been super busy with the, the, the restaurant, obviously with the, the COVID stuff, that's uh, putting challenges in front of everybody. But the, the dude sounds like he's got a positive attitude and, and really just small little hurdles that he's got to jump over to do what he has to do. So I mean, I'm excited to see, yeah. pick his brain about whole hog barbecue and pick his brain about just barbecue in general. He's definitely busy. I, I think I mentioned it before when I reached out. They said, "Okay, we can we can probably squeeze in probably January or February." I was like, "Okay, well, put me down, I guess." <laughs> and then they reached back later and were like, "No, you know what? We can probably do it this month." I was like, "Okay." Like clearly, they realized who they were dealing with. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, John. Let's squeeze him right. Reel in. it. Reel it back in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Your head is almost as big as Jan's. <laughs> <laughs> Not possible. <laughs> No, but honestly, uh, and you know, we say this a lot, and we have people come on, and you know, we we had Al Dente Diva on uh, last week, which man, it was to me, I think it was a great episode. She is a blast, right? It was so much fun, right? Um, uh, I love, you know, I I never think I have an accent, right? Alden, you don't have much of an accent. I don't think so. I don't think so either. She and does. I, she does. She has an awesome accent. I, she does. Yeah, I I really I was like. I, I thought of um, my cousin Vinny. Uh, Vinny. Dude, we were just watching that. <laughs> my, just my cousin Vinny. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei, right? I was like, man, this is, reminds me. Because yes. just that great Jersey, New York accent coming through. And then she's probably like, those guys sound like they're from. You're a bunch of dumb hicks. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, that was last week. And then you follow, I mean, like, having a great guest on whatever else. And you're like, I'm sorry, are you getting who on? Uh, are you sure? Is this real? Like, and then even today when I, I got up this morning, I told my, told my wife, I was like, Hey, I had the podcast uh, going on, blah, blah, blah. We have Rodney Scott coming on. And uh, she's like, okay. And then the t- today, like 
coming home from work. I got home. I talked to her. And she's like, well, you say you're having a guest. I'm like, yeah, it's Rodney Scott. She's like, oh, shit. This, okay, well, hurry, go. Hurry, go. You know? So she knows. <laughs> it's she, go time. I, I have been. She's got like a go, a go bag been, right next to the yeah. front door. <laughs> yeah. Go, 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 go. Fix your hair. <laughs> Fix your hair. Do something. Do something. Yeah, so I've been super excited for today. So I cannot wait for this to happen. Uh, and hopefully it's. Hopefully it's good. Ho- hopefully he answers. How about that? <laughs> what if he doesn't answer? Well, we'll be re-recording this whole intro. Sure. Hopefully, we, <laughs> exactly. hopefully we would have figured out all of our technical issues. We be- never have before. any technical issues. No. Before be we get on the phone with this no, guy, that's so. right. We'll, we'll there's a, a one guarantee. There's one guarantee. None of us are IT experts here. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and as much as we try to go through and do the Zoom meetings and the uh, the Skype meetings and all stuff like that, and quite honestly, like after twenty twenty, I mean, there are probably a lot of people are going to be proficient in Microsoft Teams and Skype and uh, Zooms and all that stuff like that. And, I mean, they're probably going to put it down on the resume, just like, hey, I'm proficient. <laughs> it's like great, yeah. everybody yeah. else is. You and everyone else, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah. Do you know PowerPoint? <laughs> I don't know what that is. What is that? <laughs> oh, man. How's everybody's week been? It's been good. I'll tell you one weird thing I've been doing. and I uh, Scratching your nose? I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching it. <laughs> well, I had an itch in my nose. Okay. Jeez, guys. Can you smell anything? <laughs> I, I smell nothing. My you, hands are clean. Can you taste anything? <laughs> I'm just going to quit talking. Okay. You need a Q-tip, a long one. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, let's, let's reel it back in. Sure, this is a professional episode. We have to keep it real. Uh, no, I I have a cell phone mount on oh, my my dash to my truck, so I, I've been firing up the video, going to work and from, almost like a dash cam. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna catch something. Oh, okay. Your your video. I thought you were like firing up a video, like when you're driving, oh, to, <laughs> just driving watching movies while you're driving. You're watching work. movies. I'm like. <laughs> Do you know how irresponsible that sounds? Like, <laughs> that's not saying. That's actually what I was doing. I was, I was watching the episode of uh, Chef's Table Barbecue. Right. On the uh, way to Rodney work. Scott edition when <laughs> I was on the way to Don't work. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I was I was putting it on video mode. Yeah. Capturing my drive to work yep. and back in hopes to catch something crazy. Something crazy. Something okay. viral. Now I'm like, I want a dash cam. <laughs> but I, I have it. I'm also to the point now, like this is having a negative effect that it's actually making my drive time safer. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, so you're, you're basically driving safer because you don't want you to be the accident. No, no. Cause I'm videoing. Nothing's going to happen. Oh, okay. Oh. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. Murphy's yeah, law. Murphy, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, okay. Yeah. What can so, happen? Will so happen. when you're videoing, can you see what you're videoing at this point? Are you watching it as well, or is the camera pointed away? No, the, the camera's pointing the at the road. No, he's but videoing it, himself. But is it on he's the screen? Can you see the screen's my way, but I have it dimmed to where I can't see it. To where you can't see it. Correct. Okay. You know what would be crazy? If you just videoed yourself every <laughs> yeah. day, just driving to work and from work, and when something happens like crazy, just you, your reaction. Get your reaction. Yeah, that'd be great. It probably so wouldn't be stupid. that great. Yeah, I don't know if that's great. And then we could fast. Oh, I love this idea. This is, this I, had, I had a guy cut me off the other day. I uh, was not recording. Okay. Uh, he yeah. literally went shoulder. That's why. He, he went shoulder. <laughs> it was like an exit. He went past the exit into the shoulder just to cut me off. Almost clipped my front bumper to get in front of me. And I'm like, 
look at this jackass. And I just give him a nice just one finger salute. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shaking your fist. Yeah, up. usually I just give everybody a thumbs up. I'm just like, thumbs up. But, I mean, this guy was very reckless, and he almost, like, killed me. And so I gave him the other finger. Just thumbs up. Just I mean, just one finger salute. The guy has the audacity to roll down his back window. Like, his he had one of those the Toyotas. They all roll down. He literally turns around to look at me. He's not even looking at the road. He turns around to look at me to give me the bird. <laughs> I'm like, what? Hey, I love that guy. That's when you what? follow him home. <laughs> that's how road rage happens. Yeah, you follow him home. He's lucky I don't have the rage in and then, me. And then when he pulls in the driveway, you pull up real slow and you take a picture. And then for that, and you drive off real slow. Oh my God. From that day forward, he'll wonder... Does that guy coming back? <laughs> uh, no, it reminds no. me of the, the TikTok thing. What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is what prompted the whole recording yes. as you're driving to work. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> It'll never happen again. You know what's is funny good. is you have a lot of problems when you're driving, James. I know. I, yeah. I, still, I feel like I hear these a lot. Yeah. yeah. And you have a short commute. I, I, maybe yeah, it's just I'm, my. I have a long ass commute. Maybe it's just my like an area. Hour. Maybe yeah. maybe I drive bad. You're not maybe, one of those guys I'm, going 45 in like the left lane. That's are what you? it is. You right know? There. I do the, I do the speed limit maybe about five miles over. That's it. In one lane. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm getting I'm constantly run over. <laughs> get out of the way. Get away. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, hey. okay. Uh, let's talk about the the weekend. Uh, we did a lot of uh, barbecuing this weekend. Uh, cooked a brisket. I said you did. You cooked a brisket. I did. I cooked a brisket. I don't yeah, think I, I was here. I what cooked was I a, a pork butt and a turkey and a couple Sean hams. Sean did a lot of, a lot of barbecue. That's right. I don't even remember this. You were in the backyard, weekend. though. Yeah, I was helping Dylan out. Oh, with that's his, right. I did see Dylan. His event. Friday night, yeah. Why didn't he ask? We, we had the thing. We could have put stuff on the other smoker. Why hmm. didn't I ask? Or did Dylan. he ask? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Shout okay. out to Dylan. Yeah. Dilly, it, was a, it was a good cause, and they raised a lot of money for that family, so it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, definitely. For sure. A shout out to Alex. I mean, um, he's probably in a shower right now uh, well, <laughs> listening to this podcast, okay. as he says, every Monday morning when he's like looking forward to it. And it's our buddy Alex, not like some random Big Al. He's been on the show. Big Al. Uh, so he's probably listening to it. So shout out to, he's like, he told me the other day, he's like, I love when I, y'all guys mention my name. He's like, I just, <laughs> bam, dude, my name's good. Big Al. Yeah. yeah. Soaping it up right now, just in that hot, steamy, okay. steamy shower. Put down the loofah, buddy. Yeah, that's 45 enough, Forty-five minute to hour and a half showers to make it through our whole episode. You're freaking. <laughs> hey, yes, yes. hey, he was a prune after the Halloween yeah. episode. That kids, kids, dad, there's no more hot water. And he's still in there, just loofah. Shut up, we're having the brisket still on. Right, loofahing up. That's disgusting, Alex. Right, get out of the damn shower. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we want grown man Alex shower talk uh, no. while we're fixing that. Rodney Scott. No, yeah, okay. yeah. That is true. <laughs> wrap that, that up. We'll, we'll wrap it up. We'll move on. This whole was it the barbecue showdown that we had uh, a few weeks prior mm-hmm. with uh, Tina and Ashley. So, and, and then all the the different uh, sides that they had to produce during these these competitions kind of like sparked me into. I need to start working on sides. I need to start working on my 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 rep with. Repertoire. 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 Is that French? You yeah. want to be versatile, James. Exactly. Let's just keep going. I want to be versatile. <laughs> Thanks, Appreciate it. Yep. So, uh, That's what I'm here for. I did a brisket today. I was like, man, I'm going to bang out some, uh, some potato salad. Uh, by the way, I think 
probably the first time I've ever made potato salad by scratch. Mm-hmm. Where'd it go? It was really good. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It, yeah. it was really yeah. good. Oh, uh, you got some? I didn't get none. Yeah, it was here. Where was I? Uh, it was Sunday, no. so it was it here was during Sunday. the Cowboys game. Little, well, the Cowboys probably uh, wow. drowned everything yeah. out there. Yeah, that's true. Train wreck and a that's dumpster fire. That's why I fire. can't remember this weekend. A train wreck and a dumpster fire had a baby, and it was called the Cowboys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the NFC East. How about that? I still don't think that's a bad enough way to, to, yeah, to I describe know. it. The Niners won. <laughs> hey, yeah, we're going to stay positive. Hey, there, only one way to go, and that's up, guys. So yep. we're going to look forward, and we're going to keep pushing on. That's right. Next um, subject. But, yeah, did pasta salad as well. Potato salad, I thought, turned out really well. Really it did. great. The, the what? Potato salad. Potato salad was good. There was a couple of things I wanted to say about it. Let me hear it, man. I, I, it was again. good. Uh, I think. What's it, it missing? What's it, I mean. There again. may have been a little bit too much mustard in it or something. Potato okay. salad or pasta salad? Potato salad. Mm. Uh, a little bit too much mustard for me. I think I, I just, maybe just a, maybe, or maybe just a little bit more mayo. Right, a little combination there, a little, little touch of more mayo in there, to help kind of bring that together. But I, the flavor was really good. It create it was creaminess. It still had the big chunks of potato, so you're not just getting a creamy potato. So it was it was both. It, the flavor was good, just for me personally. Are you adding? It's not um, mom's. Any kind of like uh, dill pickle relish or pickle juice or uh, even like vinegar to your potato salad. I think you had some sweet pickle. There were sweet pickles that was added to it. Yeah. So what, then, would, what are staples, though, in potato salad? This actually absolutely has to be in here to to be qualified as potato well, salad. Well, you got to have a relish or a, to but, me, and, in my and mind. And what's not, though. So You also have to have potato. Well, that is very true. Okay. <laughs> that is very true. But I'm saying, you know, because there's people that, you know, put stuff in it that and others don't. You know what I mean? So is there is there a, a, a guideline that says this... I don't think no, this so. has no. to be potato no, no. salad. There's potato salads that are not like your standard potato. There's different kinds of potato no, salad. They don't can... even have like all the mustard and all that stuff. Right. No, you have. I've seen like just a mayo-based potato salad before. Sure. Yeah. Right. I've, I've seen that. I've it's seen awful. different different <laughs> vegetables going in. Different or mustard-based potato salad. Or just a mustard base. Right. Yeah, I've seen that as well. Um, yeah, you can do like I don't, what what is something else? Celery. Uh, you could do. That's actually good. It gives it like a good crunch. It does. Yeah, you you can do a whole lot of different. I've seen apples, olives. I've, yeah, I've seen a whole bunch of different things inside a potato salad. Hey, but do you know what you don't put in potato salad? Raisins. This is what I've been seeing is raisins. <laughs> don't raisins. put the damn raisins. I've yeah, I've been hearing raisins. about that a lot too. People, I don't know if this is a northern yeah. thing. I don't know yeah. if it's a southern no, thing. It's California. I'm not really sure mm-hmm. what's that's, where, from. that's where raisins not come from. California. It's got to be California. It's not. No. Hey, Save the raisins for your carrot salad. Yeah, if you're in the south. Even from Texas all the way, uh, all the way to the east, I would say no raisins. Can we just say no fruit in your potato salad? I don't want fruit in my potato salad. Right? There's potato salad and there's fruit salad. Fruit salad. Yeah. Thank you. Anybody else when they think raisins, they hear that song in their head. You know, you know, song I'm talking about (laughs) from the California raisins. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I don't know the song. What's the song? Go ahead, sing it. (laughs) Alvin, I don't know. You're wearing a Sacramento Kings hat. You go ahead and sing it for us. I don't. I don't know the song. You heard it. Come on, heard it I'm, through the grapevine. I'm a little bit younger than you. Heard it through the grapevine. <laughs> oh, is that their song? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know that song. Yeah. I'm not going to sing it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to sing it. Carry <laughs> on. You can just say it. Hey, I like that uh, hoodie you got there, sir. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Thank John's you. sporting a new grabbing brisket hoodie. Yeah. It's so solid. That's it available. Act now. 
sooner or later, your whole wardrobe is like, <laughs> what am I going to wear today? Well, I guess I'll wear this one. <laughs> everything I have is barbecue related because not only do I buy like everything we have, but anytime we get like a sauce on or a rub on that we try or even like a different beers that get sent to us, I buy one of their t-shirts. Well, I'll tell you right now what James is sporting. James is sporting the Rod and Scott barbecue shirt t-shirt. on. Yeah. The black with the, uh, what, what color is that? Like a blue? baby blue. North Carolina blue. Yeah, I will be getting okay. one of those. Okay, yeah. Oh, it's like the blue on his uh, on his Tar restaurants. Hills. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Tar Tar Hill blue. Exactly. That's, that sure looks yeah. good. The black and the blue pop. Jealous. It's okay. So, uh, and then we do have uh, two of his rubs here. Uh, I know you guys have tried uh, both those. I haven't tried the rib one. That, that, that hog rib. one is phenomenal, man. It's spicy. It, it is spicy, spicy good. but it's, it's but in it's a good, good way. Yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those like I can't tell you how many rubs we try that has like a uh, you're like oh it's good but. I got to layer that with something different. Mm. I'm not putting anything else. Like I would use this just as a whole thing on something to go, okay, I only use this one rub. This is almost a complete rub to me. Really? It, it really That's is. saying something because usually we layer everything. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I, I see the wheels turning in Jan's head doing some type of like Texas, Carolina mashup, mm-hmm. uh, bringing that heat, That's bringing right. that spice to... Texas barbecue. Yep. Whether you, I know these, they do the spicy, spicy barbecue sauce or the tomato based barbecue sauce or the sweet, sweet and tangy barbecue sauce, but nobody around here is doing the, 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 the stuff that he's doing as far as the, the tangy vinegar laced with red pepper, lemon no. and no. all that stuff like that. Did you, did you order some of the sauce? I did not. I should have. Son of a. Sorry. That's all right. Well, maybe we'll tell him that we didn't order any sauce because we, whatever, we're lazy or something. Or broke. <laughs> it costs money. Look, it does cost money. We're lazy and broke. <laughs> just, right. uh... It does cost money. Right. Uh, Those podcast yes. dollars are uh, yeah. held up I right now. I just sent John 50 bucks. John? Yeah, that's already. Spent. How do you think you, you got the hoodie? <laughs> Thank you. Um, I did get one thing which made me. Made me feel good. Made yeah. me. Uh, I was super excited, super uh, happy. Matt's daughter, Linda, mm-hmm. is enamored over this potato salad. <laughs> she loves it. She loves it. She can't get enough She's of it. mentioning it over and over again. One more potato That's salad. Fantastic. She yeah. wants the potato salad. Mike. He sent me a, a text. The what was the day after? Yep. And she's just like out of nowhere, like unprompted, just goes, "Oh, hey, Dad." Uh, I really liked that potato salad yesterday. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> and so, of course, I sent that to James. And, like, what, next day, James comes over with a new batch of potato salad and a little Tupperware for us. So, uh, today I made... Um, did you throw it over the fence? I did not throw this potato <laughs> salad. I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste this potato salad. I'll tell you right salad, now. Okay. You... <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, today I made, uh, I made some brats. Um, and so serve that as a side for, of course, all my kids all ate at John's house today because his son's. And let me tell you, your daughter, she ate like three plates of spaghetti. My son, he eats like a little bird and my daughter just downs. She was like, can I have some more please? I was like, yes, you can. But anyway, so she got all done eating at his place, comes over to my house, just takes the tub of potato salad and just has a fork and is just going to town on the whole thing. She's the best. That's That's awesome. awesome. So according to her, you don't need to change anything. It's good as is. It's perfect. Happy uh, birthday to Maddox, by the way. Oh, yes, exactly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy birthday, Maddox. Yeah, how is he? Uh, is he nine? Yeah, he's 19. 
He's seven. Seven. He he's looks seven. like he's nine. He does look like yeah. he's nine. He's a big one. Man, he's he's a stout kid. Mm-hmm. Like he, not much really phases him. He's like if you, if life pushes him down, he gets up and he punches life in the face. That's true. It's <laughs> it's crazy. He's, yeah, he's he's almost too tough. Like, Seriously, there's a little girl who's telling me across the street over here. Uh, sweet and such good manners. She was over for dinner. So everybody was over for dinner tonight. Every kid everywhere <laughs> was at our house tonight. But anyways, he said, yeah, I took her phone and told her I was going to throw it in the trash. And I was like, well, why did you do that? She started crying. I was like, well, why did you do that? He's like, well, I apologize like a hundred times. And she was like, yes, he did that. I was like, good Lord, Maddox. Like, why are you being a butthole? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Right, just be nice, please. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh he's probably too tough for his own good. I think Man, having two older brothers. I'm telling you right now. You. Yeah, it's probably what it is. He's yeah. a tough kid. Yeah. All right, so hey, let's not wait any longer. Let's let's get to this interview and let's bring on Rodney Scott. This is a grabbing the brisket podcast. We thank you for joining today. We have Rodney Scott from Rodney Scott's Whole Hog Barbecue, and uh, I have to say, hey, thank you. I appreciate you coming on the show, and I know you're a busy guy, and uh, you, you have a, a lot of uh, a lot of things in the fire right now. So we appreciate you uh, joining us. Thank you. Thanks for me. Right, well, I, I guess I start off by saying that we are um, huge fans. You know, watching the Netflix. Uh, first of all, you, you've been around a lot longer than than dealing with Netflix, right? So yeah, yes. But getting your brand out there, um, I'm not going to lie, my, my mouth's still on fire a little bit from this rub I just got through uh, chewing on, this, uh, this whole hog. The whole hog rub. Yes, Man, that's, that's some good, that's some good that sh- was, <laughs> that's That was a little spicy. Yeah. That's, that's so good. And I here, I like heat, and I'm always cooking with it, and I've, I've been known to dial it up, uh, especially during some, some barbecue competitions. But, uh, man, I am like, I'm already thinking about a million things I can add this rub to, so I'm super excited about that. Yeah, yeah I, it doesn't take. Yeah, I bet it goes a long way. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking Jan probably is thinking maybe you need to package this in a little bit bigger um, I, uh, packages. Yeah, <laughs> at least like uh, one pound packages for sure. One pound packages. Yep. Yep. <laughs> nope, I got the pin. <laughs> <laughs> I got the pin. I love it. I love it. So yeah, I, I know this has definitely been a. It's in your. It's just your family, right? This is in your blood, barbecue. Uh, yeah, absolutely. and I know everybody's seen. They, well, I mean, if you're into barbecue, right? We, we've seen your, your Netflix, you know, uh, introduction with the, uh, the the barbecue and and your restaurant, and then and moving to South Carolina and and such. But for people that don't know, hopefully everybody knows. But people that don't know, uh, you want to kind of walk us through kind of your 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 background in in barbecue, kind of how long you've been doing it, what what kind of got you started. And, and, and such okay first of all in november of 1971 nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like holy we're not gonna start that far back uh yeah uh so my family uh had a general store they opened up in 1972 in south carolina a little small town and uh every thursday they did one whole hog to sell sandwiches on the side and, you know, growing up in the rural areas like that, you had chores and you had little duties that you had to always do around the house and around the farm. And one of them was helping out around the store. So every school break, summer vacation, it was farming and cooking hogs. And so I kind of grew up doing it. And I went, I graduated in 1989 and I went straight to work cooking whole hogs full time. And, and, and that became my life, you know, again, uh, 
it was it was three times a week at the time, and it it kind of lit led over into times a week. So I've been cutting wood and cooking hogs since full time since 1989. Damn! Wow, that's that's something that a lot of people don't realize that y'all you, you even the wood uh, that, that y'all would bring to the store. That's you, you were going out and you were cutting down, correct? Yeah, correct. We uh we cut down all the wood that we used. Um, out again, it would be somebody selling wood or clearing some land that would help us out. But a uh, majority of the time, we cut our own wood down. It it was. People clearing land that wanted a tree moved. It was a storm that blew a tree over. It was somebody who said, I, I just want to stop raking leaves. You know, all these little things led to us constantly cutting our own wood. And it was a benefit to us because it only cost us a little labor. And we'd be able to cook at least two, three times a week minimum off of all the wood that we go out and collect. Yeah, that's that to me is like in coming from somebody that's, you know, um, it, it, participating cutting down trees and 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 using a chainsaw that's not easy work right so i mean like if if, if you're cooking whole hog you know two three days a week four days a week whatever it is and then you're going out for three or four days a week and you're you're cutting wood that's that's a seven day you're working seven days so you tell it? <laughs> i i think that's i think that's hey, first of all that kind of that kind of dedication shows how you've gotten to where you're at so uh, kudos to you for that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we uh, uh, it was it was constant cutting wood, um, at least three four times a week, and and we cooked three nights out of the week. So, you you had to you had to keep the wood supplied as much as you can, and that meant working uh, cutting wood Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and depending on how the wood yard looked, you may have to run out early Thursday before you go to bed or. You may have to just call somebody to bring some in. You know, it was always a challenge to keep that wood on the yard. Damn, you don't think about that stuff. That's no, crazy. yeah, we're we're so used to calling somebody and and trying to go pick up a right a, an eighth of a cord somewhere or, or something. You know, yeah, yeah, it's already uh, cut, stacked, just ready, ready yeah, to go for you. It's already cured. <laughs> so yeah, we figured, we figured some of that out already. Right, yeah. right. That's uh, and and I know that we we didn't say this in the beginning, but. Something I didn't I didn't realize until just today was the, the the James Beard Award. Yeah. So that is like, oh my god! Like I I I saw that you were a finalist, but I just for some reason I just I just didn't catch the the going up and and whatever. And I, and I we just I kind of just watched the last like I guess fifteen minutes of it uh, of, of your of your show there and uh, watching you walk up on stage there, just watching that. It's almost like I can imagine me walk, even though I, I guess it's like a million times worse than this or better than this, but me walking up on stage after winning like a brisket competition and then, <laughs> then looking at your face, right? And you're going like, like you've like, I. it's not like you've made it because you've been doing it, but it, you could see it on your face. Like it's almost like a validation or something like that. So wow, that was pretty awesome. I, 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 I'm seriously, I was scratching watching. I was like, oh my God, that's such a special moment right there. That that whole week leading up to that day was was one of the longest weeks of my life and we we flew into chicago and the first day was okay you know we were, i was good and the day of the award ceremony it was it was a little it was a little difficult to eat to drink anything you know just couldn't relax um and throughout the whole ceremony man i got up and ran to the bathroom i bet you two three times <laughs> i can't even remember and I sat on the end of the row in the theater. So it made it easy for me to get up and sit down. And when it got to our category, it was extreme. 
nervousness, man. I'm like, well, I, th I guess they're going to give it to to so and so, and, and it's a pleasure to be here, and a pleasure to be mentioned. No speech, nothing written, because I had no idea that we had even a chance. And uh, when they called my name, all I heard was the first syllable, and and my wife was like, "You got to get up." And everybody on my road, my <laughs> business you. partner, you know, my my business family. I don't even say partners; they they their family. They they were all there with me. Um, Paul Yak, Nick Bahakis, Nicholas Bahakis. My wife was there. You know, that that was the crew, and and those guys had played a very huge part in in putting all of that together. The restaurant, the ceremony that we were getting ready for, the food itself. You know, they, they play a major role in that. So I told them that night, I was like, "Look what we did," <laughs> you know. That is awesome. It was. It was. It was it was a, it was an unforgettable evening. I tell you that, man. Very unforgettable. How many nominees were there? There was four, I think, in in my category. Okay. And I, each category had about three or four. Okay. And uh, when it, when it got to Southeast, I think it was uh, four of us. And these aren't all like barbecue guys, right? It's all kinds of cooking, right? Oh yeah, these are like uh, the Gray in Savannah, um, Katie Button. Uh, 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 Blackberry Farms with uh, Cassidy um, and uh, Mike and Andy over there in, in Memphis. You know, it's, it's totally different, um, you know, restaurants, concepts. And, you know, I just, like I said, I felt good just to be mentioned amongst them, you know. And, and, and boom, here they call my name. And I'm like, wow, I get to go up there. And <laughs> when I got to the stage, man, it was like, whoa, this is Wow. This this is for real. This is this has to be a dream, you know. And it it, it was a great night, man. They were, uh, the champagne lady backstage. She she was my friend. <laughs> I, I couldn't even imagine. I, I mean, I would probably forget that whole moment. Like I would just be in so shock that I would wake up the next morning, like, what happened last night? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. that pretty much happened. We had an early flight out the next morning, and I, I wore the medallion home on my neck. And I remember somebody in the airport pointing at me going, wow, congratulations. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> God, I had the medallion on. But uh, it, it, it was huge, man. It, it was a huge moment. And, yeah. and I, I, really, I really appreciate everybody recognizing barbecue, you know, amongst some of the greats. So thank yeah. you again, James Beard, and everybody else that does food. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. I think there's something that it's kind of like, I, I call it like a, almost like a barbecue revolution right it's now. Like, you know, like represent for the barbecue community right there. Yeah, without like, a doubt. Yeah. Like I think that over the last, you know, probably ten years, fifteen years or so, but ten years for sure, there's been this barbecue explosion, right? Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. like I think like the you know getting on TV and having like the the pitmaster, uh, what was the pitmaster show that was on with the Aaron, bar barbecue pitmaster? Yeah, with Aaron Franklin and that. Yeah. That that really kind of helped propel a lot of people. We we actually had um, uh, Mo Mo Kason on. Big Mo. That's yeah. right, Big Mo. And great dude. Yeah, yeah, great dude. It, I know. So I could not believe just how. I mean, he's. I feel like you know him and I are are, are one of the same. We're big competition barbecuers, oh, here we right? Go. Yeah, you know? they're the same. <laughs> I'm being, no, I'm not saying. I'm just come on, give me some Jesus here. But look. Seriously, you know, and, and I think, you know, I, I reflect back on it. Like I, I was watching that show and then, you know, and, and I actually told him, I said, look, I said, you're like the 1%. You're the guy that got up off the couch and instead of watching the show saying, you know what, I, I'm going to go do that and went out and did that, you know? So, yeah, 
and, and I look back on this and I'm like, look how far barbecue has gone in the last like 10, 10, 12 years to where, I mean, it's, it's not just, you're just not smoking a whole hog, right? There's a whole art and craft of going to what you're doing. And then it's, of course, you're pairing that with all of your sides that, that you're making from scratch uh, and yeah. everything else. And I mean, it's, this is, it's culinary food Like we have, we have here in Pearland, we have a, um, it's the uh, Killens, uh, Ronnie Killen, right? So he has got a steakhouse here, which is pr- pretty well known. Um, I think wow. he was mentioned on the, his barbecue restaurant was mentioned. Uh, there was a top something in Texas. It was, was top five in Texas, I think. Or at, at one point, wow. you know, he, he, did, he did pretty well. And, but, you know, it's that, that Texas-style barbecue that he's, he's putting out. And I don't know really he really cares about barbecue the way that you care about barbecue. It's, to him, it's like a, I think it's like another notch on the belt that he has, you know, of restaurants or whatever. Um, but still, he's, it's still, a, he, people love his sides. As much as they love the barbecue, they talk about the macaroni and cheese, right? They talk about, so it's about elevating just every single thing you're doing. And then I, I, I see you plating this food over here uh, on, on some of the stuff you were coming out with the greens and everything else. I'm like, man, that's like, that's what, that plate looks like a million bucks right there, right? Who wouldn't pay, you know, X amount of dollars for that? So, uh, it's definitely an art. Yeah, it's, 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 it is, man. And, and, you know, shout out to all the guys that, that are doing it. You know, there's a lot of great barbecue people out there, man. A lot we know about, a lot we don't know about. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of great barbecue people out there with just great ideas. And, and, they, and they contribute great things to the, to the crowd. So yeah, you got to love them, man. got to love them. So you grew up in, in, in Hemingway, correct? Hemingway, South Carolina. It's a yes. pretty, pretty small town. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so me and Jan, uh, we grew up in a in a small town, probably population about what six, seven hundred. Yeah, about six hundred seventy people. So it, it, it and I, I don't look. You know, I kind of today I was at work, so you know I had the eight to fiver. So I'm at work, and thank God for the uh, modern technology. I can jump on Google, and I can jump on Google Streets, and I can sit there and just <laughs> drive down Hemingway and see Scott's Barbecue. I can go to. Uh, Charleston, and I could see Rodney Scott's whole hog barbecue. Super badass, yeah. awesome. Uh, but I, I did see the town, and it, it really did remind me of the town that that me and Jan grew up, which was, I mean, I, I don't even think we had a stoplight. I mean, I think we had wow. a couple uh, blinking lights. We, had a, we yeah. had a couple blinking lights. No fast food restaurants to speak of. Everything was just uh, everything was homemade, wow. which which was was great because you had some really really badass um, food. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Some of the best chicken fried steak. I mean, uh, I don't know. And I think it's one of the questions that I was going to ask you. I know you you do the barbecue, and I, I'm sure there's probably times where you're like, man, I'm just not really feeling the 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 whole hog or the ribs or something else. Maybe I just uh, want something else besides that. Do you have a certain dish or a certain food you're like, I got to have this? Yeah, that would probably be seafood. Mm-hmm. And Italian is a close second in that. Um, man, I felt with fettuccine Alfredo sauce years ago. I tasted it for the first time, and I was like, wow, what is this? Mm. <laughs> and, you know, that was like, this is Italian food. And then I really got my hands on some authentic Italian. And I was like, I'm not going back. I'm, I'm going to eat Italian forever. <laughs> so seafood and Italian food will probably be my go-to if I'm not eating Okay. Nice. Once you have that authentic Italian food, and then you go back to 
Olive Garden. Olive Garden, <laughs> or wait, you're just like, I just can't do this anymore. Ah. Yeah, it's kind I of can't this, do that no more. It's kind of the, similar to when you have um, when you have Mexican food or Tex-Mex. Like we're located in in the Houston, uh, Texas area, so once you have that South Texas Mexican or Tex-Mex food, you can't have it anywhere else. I mean, it's just so weird. You go anywhere in the country. And you're like, you think you're getting what you're used to, but you just can't, you can't no. replicate it. You can't duplicate <laughs> it. I don't know why. No, I've, I've had some Mexican food in, in Texas and South LA. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to match. <laughs> you know, when, when you get, when you get the real deal, it's like, I got to go back. You know, you can't, can't find that same. It's, it's, it's different, mm-hmm. but. You, you can tell that they, they have a few different techniques or ingredients or something. I don't know what it is, but uh, it's, it's, it's amazing when you experience the real deal. So you, you got your first, I guess, I guess if I'm, if I read correctly, or if I watched the, the documentary correctly, I mean, you got your first like taste of like cooking a whole hog at a really, really young age. Is that correct? Yeah. A uh, very young age. It was a challenge. Um, so our middle schools were divided and they were one was about, I think eight, 10 miles apart from two. And, uh, I went to battery park and it was Hemingway and I wanted to go to this basketball game. And my dad said, you know, you got, you always have to do your chores before you go to the game. Mm -hmm. And this particular day it was a hog cooking. And I'm like, golly. So he got it on, he got it started and he left and he told me what to do and how to keep the fire going with the hog not knowing that he left somebody else secretly watching me the whole time. <laughs> and I noticed the guy would keep coming around there, kind of looking around and say, what you doing? And when last you fired it? And he would just keep peeping. And when they flipped it over, man, it wasn't burnt and it was cooked. And I was like, good. I get to go to the ball game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he showed me how to watch it with a flashlight, make sure it didn't, it didn't uh, burn and where to put the coals. And it just kind of did what you were told. And, and I mean, who knew back then? If I knew then, whoo, I would have paid even more attention. <laughs> but I was looking forward to a basketball game that night. I wasn't trying to even think about cooking that hog. <laughs> yeah. Sp- speaking of basketball game, how, how was sports uh, growing up in a small town like that? I know with us, we in, in Texas, we dealt with, um, we really didn't have football. I don't know if you played football, but we had, we, we had like a six man football because we couldn't field. Yeah, we full football team. Super small. Wow. Yeah, so like I remember being in the uh, in the sixth grade, and the the coach came into our classroom for the basically it was like the the junior. We only had we had two teams, right? So you had you had a varsity and you had a junior varsity, and that that yep. was it, right? So he didn't have enough players. So starting in eighth grade, in eighth ninth, you could play junior varsity, kind of right. You start when you start getting on the team, you're probably not going to play, but that's it, and then. 11th and 12th was going to be like your, your varsity players. Uh, but they yeah. couldn't field enough people for the junior varsity team. So the, the coach knocks on the sixth grade door. Six, so <laughs> six, hey, it's so funny because in seventh grade they had, um, wow. they had it was 10 girls, one boy in, in the seventh grade. And he, he didn't want to play football. And then in the sixth grade we had 12 boys, uh, one girl. So that's Slim Pickens. Yeah, right. Yeah, you ain't going out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right, it's hard to get a date, right? Uh, 
But, uh, yeah, so the coach said, hey, you want to join the team? And, like, every kid in class rose their hand, like, yeah, we want to join the team. So uh, we started playing football in the sixth grade, right? So that was – it was rough because you, you got the shit beat out of you, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so so going back to what James was saying, so, like, was sports – like, growing up in a small town, was that something that was really big for your community and whatever else? I know for small towns it is usually, but. Yeah, it was pretty much the same thing you're saying. Um, we had a few more people, not a lot more. And uh, sports was a big thing. So we had the junior varsity team, and we had the uh, we had the uh, high the varsity team, and the the middle schools had enough people to kind of form some teams. And it was only a few in the area, so there was enough in the schools to to create a, a middle school team or junior high. And that's that was it. And when you had a basketball game, man, that was a big night, you know. Tuesday nights and, and Friday nights in Hemingway, a basketball game, especially a home game, was a big deal. And the neighboring town was five miles away. If they if they had a home game and, and you didn't, and it, their, their game was too far away, we would drive over to the neighboring town's game and hang out because it wasn't a whole lot of entertainment. So sports was the thing. You know, you'd have a lot of people at the football games, a lot of people at the basketball games. Baseball was mostly an afternoon thing, so you would get kind of the, the crowd wouldn't be as big as the football and basketball games, but you still had a pretty decent crowd to come to the baseball games. And that was all the sports that we did at the time in, in my high school years. Nice. Nice. That's, that's, that's really, really similar to what we had. I, I can remember going back to it and like thinking like on a, yeah, on a Tuesday night, you know, looking up and you're seeing like, Hey, I was at, I was at the grocery uh, Mallory's, right. I was, I was there buying groceries the other day from that person they're they're sitting the whole town shuts down to go to go to the game right so uh which is like and now i i live in you know Pearland's probably a hundred plus thousand people living here Mm -hmm. uh where we're at and my kids you know they're in school but uh they don't want to go to the games (laughs) it's like on a friday (laughs) night like hey you want to go to the game like no i don't want to go i'm like i don't blame me whatever (laughs) Same, you know, now we're here in Charleston and uh, it's it's like a metropolis compared to Hemingway. You know, we everything is pretty close. Uh, There there are lots of extra recreation games going on in places. Um, uh, You know, we we got our son in a few things. We got him playing basketball and uh, it's it's a lot more to do now. It's a lot more open. And and kids nowadays are stuck on video games. So they're a lot more entertained. Yep. Man, speaking of your son, uh, one of my favorite parts of the whole show, uh, that episode you were on Netflix, was watching you kind of coaching your son, showing him, like, you know, pulling some of the fat off the meat and everything. Uh, is he still helping out? Like, what do you, what do you have him doing around the uh, restaurant now? Well, we, had, I, we hadn't had him at the restaurant much. You know, of course, it's 2020, so we got to <laughs> regroup. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> we've been mostly at the house. We play around on the green egg a little bit. Um, like, uh, yesterday, day before yesterday, I had him make burgers. He likes making the burgers. So he takes his ground beef and he patties it up. He seasons it with the rib rub. That's Rodney's rib rub. Mm-hmm. And That's right. <laughs> he seasons it. He seasons it with the rib rub. And I walk him through lighting the fire to make sure he's safe. And, um, he cook his own burger. You know, that one patty is his, that's his responsibility from package opening all the way to the plate. So he enjoys that. And he, he also enjoys shutting it down. You know, you just close the top, close the bottom, and, and, and it smolders out. So he he's getting a little bit more involved. We 
supervise them whenever we're doing that and uh, kind of teach them all the basics, you know, where the temperature should be. Uh, gave him the thermometer to show him, you know, where poultry should be, fish, chicken, you know, all it's all these different things, beef, all these different uh, temperatures that are safe. We kind of walk them through in all of the practices of washing your hands, sterilizing your countertop, even though you had something down on things we try to teach you. That's awesome. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Are you, um, th this is floating all around social media and I got two, two things. I see people putting ice cubes on their burger. Have you seen people do this? I've seen that once. I, I don't know if that works or not. They, they claim it's, I, I'm just not doing it. I feel like it's just going to make your seasoning just kind of like melt off. It, it, whatever. Um, but <laughs> I was going to ask you, so are you, are you team wash the chicken or not wash the chicken? Don't wash the chicken. Don't wash. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Don't wash the chicken, man. <laughs> I see this everywhere. Everybody's Don't washing wash the chicken. chicken. You can wash your chicken. Don't wash my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it? So is South Carolina right now? Are are they completely? Are they completely shut down right now? South Carolina is not completely shut down. Um, we're at fifty percent capacity. And they gave they gave the option to open up full capacity in the restaurants. Um, we have a pretty small dining room; it's not real big, so we kept the tables where the fifty percent was set up for us. We kind of kept our same setup. So now, when they come in, we still do the six feet apart when you're ordering, mm -hmm. and the tables are kind of spread. They're still in there, but they're, we're, we spread as much as we could apart. And we added outdoor seating. So now you have the option to sit outside. We got a lot of picnic tables outside on both sides of the building, as well as the drive-through. So if you don't you don't feel comfortable sitting inside or eating at the picnic tables, you can do the drive-through. And the craziest thing that we've seen, and we love it to death, is people are getting the food to go, walking across the bar, and setting up picnics. Mm. So... You have people sitting in, in, in their lawn chairs that they keep in the trunk. We saw one family with the tailgate down, and they just kind of crawled in the bed and did their thing. Uh, last week, I saw a family just squatted on the grass right across the street from the restaurant, you know, just awesome. enjoying it. So it, it, people are tired, and, and I guess they, they're enjoying food, and, and outside is, is the way to go for them. Yeah. So the it, 50, they gave us full capacity, but people are still doing the best that they can by staying outside a lot. And the weather here has been amazing. You know, the it's been like 82 and 80 for the past five, seven days. Nice. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, it actually, uh, it, it was 52 degrees here today. Uh, and right now, it, it warmed up probably 55 or so. But you know, I think it's temperatures dropping a little bit tonight. But it, it'll warm up. It's Texas, right? Just give it. If you don't like the, uh, what, is that the saying they have? They say, they say, if you don't like the weather in Texas, just wait a minute. Cause uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's bound to change. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that to me, I think that's like the perfect, uh, I, I would agree with you watching somebody go through a drive through and then watching them pull yeah. out and just go across the street to, to mm -hmm. a, a grassy area. Right. And sit down and just, cause you know, they don't want to go all the way home. It's, the food's never as good when you make it all the way home. So you're like, Oh, they're, they're enjoying it right now, right across the street. That's when you know you're doing something good. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes me feel good to see them eat it. You know? yeah. yeah, like I said, yeah. I mean, people have been stuck inside their house for quite some time. I mean, just not getting out and about and doing things. And so, just that that simple 
that not, not simple, but that just that that treat to be able to go somewhere yeah. and, and pick up uh, the, the barbecue and then go somewhere and set up and, and create like a, a memory that that you'll remember uh, the the positiveness of this whole 2020 as opposed to the negativeness of this whole thing. Right. What right. negative? I don't know anything negative. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love this. So you, you have a couple of mottos, right? So we, we heard it all throughout yeah. the chef's table and then and throughout some of the stuff that I've seen. So the, the whole thing, every day is a good day. Yeah. Uh, it, it, where did that come about? I mean, is it just something that, that you just kind of just like every day is a good day? Every day is a good day came from uh, tough times. I wouldn't say tough times, challenging times that I've experienced feeling a little down, uh, recently divorced at the time and, and uh, tried to get a loan to, to, to get my home together and got denied. And, you know, I looked at the guy when he denied me and I smiled and he says, why you seem so happy? And I said, you know, just despite what this guy is saying to me, it's going to still be great. Yeah. And everything that came about after that, when I walked out every morning, I kept his business card on my refrigerator walking out the back door. And I would look at his business card and point at it and say, today's going to be a good day. And every day is going to be a good day. And I, I just kept saying it to myself. And the more I said it, the better I felt, the better I began to feel from day to day, waking up, going through the day, because it, it, it me, it helps. And just continuously saying it and saying it to other people, it, it tends to give that same positive energy that they feel better as well. You, If you don't think that those words are powerful, put on that T-shirt and walk through the airport. Mm-hmm. That's true. So many people will point and say, I love that. You are so right. As long as you're alive, you know, they're screaming these different things at you walking through the airport because of that T-shirt. So I say it all the time, man. Every day is a good day, despite what they say about 2020. It's going to be great. You'll exactly. See. Yeah. I think the, the, the happiness or the cheerfulness that, that you portray, you put out there, it's contagious. I mean, people see it and they're just like, okay, this guy's this guy having a good day. All right, cool. Yeah, I like the party. Yeah, you really want to you want to you want to see some entertainment. You catch me on the way to work in the mornings, you know, music's <laughs> blasting. It's like I'm the only one there and I'm having fun. Uh, so what fantastic. are you what are you jamming out to uh, on the way to work? Oh, man, on the way to work, there's no telling. I may be playing uh, uh, some classic stuff like Maze featuring Frankie Beverly um, nice. uh, before I let go. Look it up. You'll love it. Beyonce did the remix with Coachella. Um, I may be playing something smooth like uh, Kim. Uh, and if I'm relaxed and kind of laid back, I might throw in some Darius Rucker. It won't be like this for long. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I mix it all up, man. You, if you may catch me playing Sinatra, luck be a lady tonight. You, you know, <laughs> I like the party. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so we got uh, a question. One of our listeners uh, wrote in. We let him know you were coming on, and uh, I'll share it with you. He said, what would your advice be for someone looking to start a barbecue business? And I know that's kind of a wide-open question, but maybe you have, like, a number one tip. Man, the number one tip is get some patience because you're going to need it. Um, you know, thing from developing your technique, your style, everything from teaching your, your, your people that you're hiring, everything, how to teach them what to teach them, you know, make sure y'all on the same page of terminologies because they may think something, use a different word for the same thing that you're saying. Um, 
to make sure that you have all your ingredients and recipes locked in. That's been one of the challenges for me personally. And that's where Paul and Nicholas and Nick came in and made sure that we, we had all that organized. Um, you want to make sure that you have a, a neighborhood that's going to accept what you're doing because you're going to have a lot of smoke from time to time. Okay. You're going to have that aroma in the air. Um, you, you want to make sure and, and take every day slowly and have fun doing it. You know, let, make, make it an experience. When they come in, don't give them an experience that they'll never forget. A great one. And, and most importantly, watch out for the naysayers because you tell them a lot. You know, people come in and say, hey, uh, it's not that great. Um, he, he wasn't that good. You know, if you taste your food and you know it's at the best of your ability and you're consistent, you stand by that and you keep on going. So don't let the naysayers take you away. Um, make sure your recipes are right and consistent. Have a lot of patience. Make sure the neighborhood accepts you. Have fun doing it, man. Feed a lot of people. Make them fat. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's some good stuff. That was from uh, Dom's Barbecue. He did say he was a big fan, so we'll shout out to Dom's I, Barbecue. I, you I, said I, Doug? Dom's Barbecue. D-O-M. Oh, Dom's. Yeah. I, How you doing, Dom? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I absolutely love that. It's, so it's, it's, it's really good. You, some things you just said are things that, you know, uh, I would never even think about. One was like, you know, the area that, that you're living in. Make sure that's, that's something that – you know, or not living, you're going to put a restaurant, maybe that's acceptable for putting, you know, that type of environment out there. But the one thing that caught me that, that you said just now was, was, was the teaching for John, you don't need a beer. It's fine. <laughs> uh, by the way, Rodney, this is a, so we, this is a drinking podcast. So a lot of times we'll have a few oh, beers and whatever. So if, if you have a beer, uh, feel free to go crack one open as well. Um, well, I was drinking tea. I didn't want to be, you know. <laughs> no, no, right, you're I'm, good. Not, I'm not going to be drinking beer from these guys. <laughs> right. Uh, but the one thing I, I really love what you just said, which really hits home for me, is being able to teach and share your, your recipes and, and what you're trying to do. Get it across because you can't be there every second getting everything done. You got to be able to trust your team, right? And coming from yeah. like a uh, from from a you know, I, I'm not a professional by any means, right? We, we doing you know barbecue competitions and, and whatever else uh, probably last like 15 20 years uh but it's one thing that you always don't ever do right you never teach anybody your right. recipe your or your 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 method right <laughs> having you say what you just said it really hit home because like yeah if you want to be successful you've got to be able to trust somebody you've got to get this out and teach the people around you because again you can't be there 24 7 True. You know, you, you can't you can't be there twenty four seven, and you wanna you wanna take your recipes and you wanna put them together and and protect them as much as you can. Um, you know, if you feel uncomfortable, protect them. Get a non disclosure agreement. You know, uh, put, put, just protect yourself. Copyright, trademark it, whatever you need to do to make yourself comfortable. But the most important thing is you you got to make sure that you know how to teach procedures and your recipe. Um, you know, for example, that was mentioned to me in the very beginning, things that came to me second nature was not something that came to other pit masters that came in. I can touch a pit and tell you when I need to add coals or it's too hot. They need a they need a thermostat or to, to tell them the temperature, what's going on. You know, you they need to know what temperature it needs to be versus me. I can walk up and touch it. Mm -hmm. I can walk up to the pit and smell the smoke and tell you how long that hog's been cooking, where it is in the stages. 
but not every person can do that. So we, I had to learn how to teach, in, you know, new and upcoming pitmasters in our restaurant, how to teach our procedure, how to teach our ingredients, how they go on. You know, we had to make it where it works because you're not going to be there every day. Um, I don't care who you are. You work seven days in a row every day for your li- the rest of your life. You're in trouble. Yeah, right. wrong. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little stuck on the uh, you can you can smell it and know how done it is. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, after, after after about thirty years, you figure it out. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You, you, you yeah you 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 kind of figure it out. You know, you're gonna get you're gonna get the smell of when it first starts. Um, you can tell by the way the fat's dripping if it's too hot. Uh, if if the fat's dripping fast, you you're you're way too hot. You need to slow it down a little bit. And when the drips start to slow down later on in the cooking process, you know that you're close to finish. And when you check it, you can just twist that bone out of the ham or the or the the shoulder. It's done. That's right. It's as good as done. Yeah, and you can certainly smell it when it's overdone, when it's burnt. <laughs> oh man, that's a smell we don't like. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Yeah, we, we also nobody likes that smell. I don't care what you cook. No, no, we we have a we, we use offset uh, uh, stick burners, and we're still it, we're experimenting. I mean, honestly, like watching watching your show with the the chef's table barbecue is really kind of like I guess lit a little fire. Uh, yeah, I'm like shopping for cinder blocks. I'm gonna build a pit in the backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, and we're all gonna get together, and we're probably gonna try our 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 um, hand at cooking a whole hog. We'll see how it goes, uh, but we use the stick burners, and you can always, you can always tell if your fire is really running really, really, really hot. It put it puts off a certain yeah. smell. I don't know what it is, but the, when the fire is super hot, you're like, oh, that, that's that's burning. Like that something's not right here. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. had a, we've had yeah. a few get out of control. Yeah, and you got to make sure that you 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 teach the people that you got handling it for you that same recognition to make sure that not only are they safe. But they're not, you know, tearing up the food or burning the food up. So it's just you just want to make them aware of that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's something that uh, it's probably been, I don't know, 10 years ago or so. I, I saw a special on a, a guy that went out. Um, he went out hunting. And it was during Christmas time, and he was flying to his, uh, his in-law's house. And he was going to bring back on the plane. He was going to bring some, uh, I think it was some, some venison uh, and then he had Christmas presents with him as well. When he got on the plane, they, they told him, they said, look, you've got too much. You can't, you can't take the presents or, or the other packages that you have there. You know, you've got to do something with it. So he, he basically handed the Christmas presents out in the airport uh, to strangers. Wow. And it was his kids. It was his kids' Christmas presents. And his kids were with him. He was like, "I'm not leaving my venison." Yeah, that's exactly what he said. He goes, "You know, I, I went out hunting and I took this. I took this animal's life." He said, "And to me, that's worth more than some some presents for my kids. I can buy my kids some more presents. I can't go out and you know what I mean. Re- redo this, which yeah. to me was like a valuable lesson because I was thinking at the time, I was like, okay, well, obviously he's gonna do something with the meat, right? And then I'm like, okay." I'm I'm the dumbass for thinking that first, right? Uh, and right, quit shaking your head, John. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah. So he does this, and then I I guess that ever since then that hit home with me. Now now even like when I burn something or doesn't like if I burn something, it really pisses me off. I, I I'll try to repurpose or try I'll still try to muster through it and and consume it some some way and putting it into something or whatever else. Unless it's just like. 
<laughs> forgetting that we leave the food on the grill, which has happened a few times. Uh, and then next day you go out and you're like, shit, there's more food on the grill. We forgot about, um, I'm not eating that. No, I know. I know that's, that's, that's drinking. That's what drinking does to us. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's definitely a, uh, something that hits home a little bit with, uh, I guess with me in general, as far as like taking care of the food and, and burning it and, Still like shit. We got to do something with that. You can't just throw it away. So, <clears throat> so we did get a a, a question, not uh, one of the fans, uh, regarding. I, I've been asked about um, ribs. Like in, in Texas, yeah. I mean, brisket's a king in Texas. I mean, we 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 do ribs as well, and we do chicken, but ultimately, uh-huh. brisket is is the king. And it's I've always found it pretty fascinating that that people in Texas generally do briskets pretty well but they don't do hogs that well they don't do pork butts or ribs that well uh, and then when you go to other parts of the country it's kind of flipped a little bit that there maybe it's just something that they're used to cooking over generations and they perfected the 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 the, the how to's the, to cook a pork butt or or ribs or whatever so what about uh cooking ribs any any pointers or any uh, uh advice that you can offer to some of the fans um for me to offer off i can offer my advice what i do for ribs uh first of all when you get that rib we do the spares if you got a spare or or, or st louis cut which is kind of straight like st louis mm-hmm. the st louis <laughs> well you know <laughs> saying yep, st yep. louis cuts and spares are, are what we usually cook um and the you you want to peel that membrane off, right? Correct. And you get some and you get you some Rodney's rib rub, and you <laughs> sprinkle it high. Don't rub it in, and you do it on both sides, and you just put it on the grill, open pit, direct, direct, and heat. You, direct heat, and you and you, you keep an eye on it. It takes about an hour. You peep at it in about an hour. And you'll see it's the, the bones starting to cook in, the meat starting to cook. You get a little char. Then you want to mop it right where it is, flip it, mop it again, and let the other side cook. Hmm. Nice. There you go. So, you so do, you, do you go meat side down first or meat side up first? Meat side up first. Um, like I said, pull the membrane, meat side up. Sprinkle, sprinkle about two tables of, of Rodney's rib rub on there, and, and I guarantee you, all you got to do is drinking beer and telling lies, and your rib's going to be all right. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. That's what I take about. Yeah. Uh, is that like a an hour and a half, two hour process? Uh, it's it's about it's about three about three hours total. Okay. Um, you you want to you want to check it in about an hour to make sure that you're not burning it, and in about an hour and a half, two hours, it's about the time you can flip it over. And I'm telling you, it is it it'll be fine. I, I told I told this 16 year old years ago how to do it, and he went home and he he they said he did it and said he did a great job. There you go. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so we we've cooked ribs to, uh, several times using using the um, really just open, not really open. We 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 had a lid as far as a Weber goes, or we had a, a grilling it over charcoal, uh, and some of those came out pretty fantastic. Just the getting that little bit of a char on the ribs and not the whole wrapping it and butcher paper or foil and steaming it and basting it in its own juices and stuff like that. You miss that, just that, that 
I guess that natural, it's not really caramelization, but that natural um, char on the meat, uh, mm-hmm. we found it like fantastic. Yeah, it, 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 for me, that's, I enjoy it like that. I enjoy just a tiny bit of char on there. Um, you know, that open pit cooking, like I said, three, three to three and a half hours, you know, four max, all depends on the weight of the rib and how big it is. St. Louis's will cook a little bit, uh, a touch quicker than the spares. But uh, at the restaurant, we do spares all the time. And and when we're on the road, sometimes we like to do a St. Louis cut when we got large, large quantity. We'll do a St. Louis cut or we'll just do a whole hog. So the St. Louis cut, is, is that the same as the spare rib, spare, spare rib except for the way it's just cut in shape? Or does it come from the different part of the uh, the rib area same 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 thing with that big back chime bone cut off okay so it's the way it shapes like straight down have you ever st louis rib have you ever done any uh competition as far as like the rib competitions out there i've never done any rib competitions um uh of, of everything that we've done we we've done pretty much either charity events or straight through the restaurant nice never did any rib competitions that, that came from Johnny Shoes, and that was on Twitter. Uh, so shout out to Johnny Shoes on that rib question. What's up, Johnny Shoes? Hope you like some <laughs> nice shoes, Johnny Shoes. <laughs> so we always see uh, the whole hogs that, that people are cooking, and sometimes they have it with the head on, with the head off. We, we noticed uh, that you do it with the head off. Uh, is there a particular reason why? And, and what what are you doing with the head? How are you utilizing that? Because I'm pretty interested in how that process works. Um, the the head off process with us started with me having pits that weren't exactly long enough for the whole hog to fit because we did two hogs at a time. So we would take the head off for it to fit, and it just became a habit. And we would take the head off and kind of cook it right beside the hog. Okay. And we would you, we would pull the cheap meat out of the hog. We would we would pull the you know, the ham, the loins, the shoulder, all of that. You know, when when I gotta say, when you have the whole hog, you have a different. You can taste the difference. You know, you can taste the difference when you got the whole hog. You have ham, shoulder, belly, all these textures and and, and different parts all in one. So you can taste that difference. So we take every part. And use the the cheek meat, the 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 ham shoulders, neck meat, all of that. We just put it all together for our pulled pork. That's that's interesting. I, I always I always thought that uh, that that it was like separated, like for some reason. Like you would you would, when you're getting pulled pork, uh, a whole hog that you're getting. Oh, okay, this is all the the the, the like a pork butt the, basically the, the shoulders the shoulders everything mixed yeah. together and then you the 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 loins that comes in a different cut and then you got the the ribs and stuff like that but uh, i mean you're, you're saying that it just all melds together into just one awesome medley awesome, yeah whatever <laughs> yeah. yeah i love it we, yeah. we we pull we pull those different parts and and we kind of put them together um I, i'm telling you man that's that's some, that's some of the best Ooh, it's good, you know. God, <laughs> Next time know. you cook a whole hog, you pull the different parts, and you know, mix some belly with some shoulder and and, and loin, and and wow, you'll taste the difference, man. It's amazing. I that sounds uh, yeah, it sounds amazing because yeah. like like I mean like we'll we'll cook up pork belly over some coals and we'll put we'll cook up a a, 
a pulled pork, but you're right because there's so much, you know, each one has a little bit different fat content or a little bit different flavor yeah. content coming into it. So kind of putting that all together and taking a bite, I can imagine just having a bite of one mm-hmm. and then your second bite is like, oh, there's a little more pork belly in this right here yeah. or something, you know. Uh, that, yes. sounds, that sounds delicious. Yeah. Is there a specific breed of, of hog that you rec- recommend to people out there? Well, you know, some, some breeds are more expensive than others. So I would recommend to people that, you know, get what you can afford. You know, you can get you some high-end uh, breeds that are just great. Um, and then you can, if you, if you don't wish to spend a lot of money, you can go to your local you know, butcher or locker and, and get a commodity hog, or you can get uh, there's so many names, Berkshire and Yorkshire's crossed. You know, some people cross them, and the price is a little cheaper sometimes. So it all depends on who you're dealing with and where you are. So, yeah, you can. You, it's up to you and your budget and what you plan to do. So, so which one has the most flavor? Which one's the best? The one that Rodney cooks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I approve that message. <laughs> yeah, um, but mostly the the higher bread, the better bread ones, the more pure of the bread. Uh, awesome Ball is great. Um, uh, 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 what's the pig? The Mangalista is amazing with the fat cap, super super thick fat cap, but it tastes great. Um, the, the, all of them are great, you know. I, I never tasted a hog I didn't like. Yeah. So we, we kind of started our, um, um, I guess, pork series that, that we're doing. Um, and we're by no means experts when it comes to pork. And it, honestly, we put this, this podcast together so we can get everybody together and we can learn and we can share what we learn to the people out there. And so we started diving into this 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 pork thing and the, the different breeds of uh, pork that are out there and the different, uh, I guess the, the different styles of pork that they had, um, we're going back like hundreds, hundreds of years when this was first introduced into America. Uh, and, and I, and, and it's quite different from what it is that we can get at the grocery store. I mean, the, the stuff that we get at the grocery store, I mean, I think those, uh, would you say commodity type pigs that are bred to be very lean, very, uh, I think yeah. they, what is it like 10 years ago or 20 years ago, whenever they coined the whole, the other white meat to where they're trying to make this is just as healthy as chicken. Uh, and so, but a lot of that, that flavor, probably a lot of that fat uh, was removed. And so you just had this bland, just uh, pork that, that kind of like here in Texas for us, I mean, just kind of turned all of us off of them. you like, Oh, I mean, it's great. I mean, if you can get like a nice, really high end, like pork chop, that's really well marbled and great. But other than that, yeah. I'm just going to pass. Uh, so we, we started doing a little research a little bit. So we'll, we'll, we'll dive into it uh, as we go in the next couple of months. Uh, it, for us, it's fascinating. Hopefully we can, we can get a little knowledge out of the people, but yeah, we definitely appreciate your input on it. Well, I'll tell you what I can. <laughs> I, I, I tell you one thing that we've been doing uh, here at the house is we have been uh, taking like the the pull, the um, the shoulder or the or the, or the yeah, yeah the shoulder and taking it and having it cut in like two inch two inch steaks. Wow, oh, my yeah. goodness! They're like we, we're like these huge pork steaks that we're cooking. Mm-hmm. Like one pork butt will be like. It's like 14 bucks or whatever is at the store, right? 
it's so yeah. much food, but like it's so freaking good because it's marbled a little bit. You're getting you have that. Uh, is it part of a loin there? Not loin. It's what? What is it cut into? It the, cuts, the, the money muscle in there. Yeah, they have those little yeah, like maybe money, so those muscles yeah. in there that are very very tender. But very tender. Like cooking those those inch and a half, two inches is really kind of hard to do sometimes. It, it, they take a long time, but an inch and a half uh, pork steak, but having it cut down. Man, you cannot go wrong with that. It's at home, like I, I Matt over here, he he come over for some football or we're watching something, had some, and then like the next with well, the next week over, you're like, I went to the store and I had to get get some of my own. Yeah. I, I had to cook them. I made some more like like the day before yesterday. Like did, I did you? like six more pork steaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so man, they're so good. They're so good. So let, let me ask you this. I like me... the way y'all hang out. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, come on. <laughs> let, let me ask you this. Uh, ha- What's your brisket game look like? Do you do you cook a lot of briskets or? Me personally, no. no. We don't we don't do brisket at the restaurant. We have uh, a burger there and we have a steak sandwich. Okay. So okay. Those are the only two beef uh, products that we have at the restaurant. I played around with brisket twice. Um, never did a lot of it. Um, that's that's a serious thing that people really really love and. I remember one was a little tough, and one was good. And I, I said, All right, "I'm at 500. I'm gonna leave this alone until further notice." <laughs> so I, I just went back to focusing on the, the whole hog. You know, that's what I know. That's what I do. So I just focus back on the whole hog. I keep saying I'm gonna go back to cook brisket, and then I'll say, oh, "I'll do it later on. I'll do it next time." And uh, haven't done it yet. Hey, you, you got to come down to Texas, John. John over here, he's wearing the Sacramento Kings hat. I don't know if you saw him a second ago, but uh, he, uh, he he went out and bought a uh, a 500 gallon offset smoker, and then right next to it on the trailer is a 250 gallon uh, offset smoker. So, wow. uh, yeah, he is. Uh, we could practice. We could do about 50 briskets on there. Uh, we we could. We actually, we're, we're about to do uh, how many briskets for yeah, close uh, to that for for the Boy Scouts. His son is going for his uh, Eagle Scout. Uh, nice. Exactly. So, yeah, it's it's a huge honor. And so, one of his final projects is uh, he's going to be raising money through uh, selling barbecue uh, to go out and fund some stuff for for some schools. Uh, but so, yeah, so the the big thing is where everybody's going to get together and assist the, the 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 Boy Scouts, or maybe they're cooking everything. I don't know, but uh, with, yeah. with some briskets and such. So, yeah, that's great. That's great, man. Yeah, man, that's. that's... I love hearing things like that, you know, taking taking barbecue and, and doing some good with it. Absolutely. Love it. So what what's on the on the horizon for for Rodney? Um, uh, I know you have the the location there in Charleston. There there's one in Birmingham. Am I, is that correct? Yes. Yes, we are in Birmingham, Alabama. We're at a uh, thirty seven nineteen Third Avenue South in Birmingham, Alabama, in the Avondale area. Um. It's it's right there, you know. Birmingham is 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 a beautiful city. I visited Birmingham for the first time years ago, about ten years ago, and I was amazed. I said, "This this is a hidden gem," and this the place is beautiful. I'm always over there. I mean, why else would you not open a restaurant in Birmingham if it's yeah. not beautiful? The people are great over there. They treat us great. Um, we we plan to go to Atlanta. Uh, in, in, in the summer or early summer. Um, and we plan to open a couple more in Homewood, Alabama, and also in Trustville, Alabama. All of those are in the surrounding cities of Birmingham, surrounding the city of Birmingham. And uh, we also have a book coming out soon. So in the spring, we'll have 
Rodney Scott's barbecue every day is a good day. Um, that's due to come out in spring. You can pre-order now. That sounds awesome. Uh, when did you say you're opening in Houston? I see you moving closer and closer and closer. I mean, it's a matter of time. <laughs> give, give me a little bit. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll have a discussion at the round table, and we'll get back with you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. It'll definitely put us down for a book. We're, we're, we'll get a couple of those guys. Yeah, yeah sure. without a doubt. Yeah, we'll definitely pre-order yeah. some. Good. Thank you. We appreciate that, man. You get you get to see the world of Rodney Scott and barbecue. Yeah, and not to mention the yeah. uh, the rubs, the sauces. I mean, I know you have those for sale on your website. Is that Rodney Scott's? Uh, what's your website again? Uh, Rodney Scott's BBQ Wait a minute. <laughs> Rodney Scott's BBQ You know, you you got so many emails and things. You'd be like, wait a minute, let me give you the right one. Rodney Scott's BBQ Okay, so sure. you, you have the sauces. You, I think you have two two different sauces. And then you have the, the two different rubs? Right now we have two different sauces bottled in um, the two different rubs right now. Um, hopefully we can get the rest of our sauces bottled up soon and, and, and out there for retail. Uh, what about that uh, mop sauce? Are you going to start uh, making, making a gallon of that at a time? How, how are you going to sell that stuff? Well, right now it's in the <laughs> bottles. Uh, hopefully we can move up to gallons. You never know. There you go. Nice. We we hopefully we can get it up to gallon sooner than later and, and spread the love all over the world. You know, can let everybody experience that backyard barbecue. That's yeah. awesome. So so if we go ahead and do ourselves a, a whole hog, how many of these shakers are we going to need uh, to cover that thing? <laughs> how big is the whole hog? You thinking? You know, if if it'll if your whole if your whole hog is around 140, 150 pounds, that one shaker will definitely cover it. Um, all depends on how much spice you want on it. So, okay. I say just buy a whole dozen of them, man. Don't worry about yeah, it. That's okay. what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, just, I, I hear you. You're going to need about a dozen of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. buy a case. Drop them, drop, them in those, drop them in those Christmas stockings. Mm-hmm. Got it. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. We, 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 we taste a lot of rubs. Uh, we purchase a lot of different rubs, and then we get rubs in the mail as well to test and whatever else. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not just saying this to say this, whatever else. Uh, your hog rub is the first rub that I've tasted, and I'm like, okay, this is legit wow. right here. I like the Texas scene; like it's a uh, spicy. It's uh, like even for briskets, a a, a a salty, a spicy. Um, what is it? Something kind of confusing your taste, but we're always looking for something to change to elevate some of the meats we're cooking. Uh, but even right now, in that hog rub, I can taste a lot of things. I'm like, I put that on beef. I'll put that on pork. I'll put that on chicken. I'll put it on some fish. It'll make a little fish boat and and grill some fish up with it. It's good. Good. Thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you. Again, man, my my family, they help me out with that a lot. My family, again, is Paul, Nicholas, Nick. Those guys help me out a whole lot on putting all these rubs together and the ingredients together. You know, you can come to the table with an idea, but you, you get, it has to have – it has parts. And, and those guys, they played a huge part, man, in helping me. Get everything organized and get it together. That's awesome. So That's shout awesome. out to them. Yeah, yeah for, sure. for sure. So I, I know we've taken up a lot of your time, and uh, we probably need to end. I think we were about an hour into it, so that's probably going to be a pretty solid podcast episode. Uh, I just okay. have to say thank you. We appreciate you being on here, uh, and then we, we wish the best for you. 
and the Rodney Scott whole hog barbecue. And uh, we're definitely going to be paying attention to what you're doing. And hopefully you'll make your way a little bit uh, closer to Houston one of these days. <laughs> I'll do the best that I can. I'll see, I'll see how far west I can come. Nice, nice. Yeah, and every day is going to be a good day. Every day is definitely going to be a good day. you, you got to like the party to say that, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. Rodney, we appreciate it. You take uh, care, brother. It's all mine. Y'all do the same. Yep. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you Have a good one. All right. Take care. Take care. Dude, I mean, I feel like we probably could have just kept talking for like another hour and a half. Hey, I'm not sure. saying we're best friends, but. <laughs> That's probably good you're not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Uh, dude, what a great guy. What a great guy. Yeah. I mean, seriously, the guy said yes. And then he answered. I can't believe he actually answered the thing. Let us do this for one, right? Um, and then. Honestly, big kudos to him because he had the huge success with the Netflix thing, uh, which I hope is really propelling him and, and whatever else. It really sounds like it is. Yeah, he's busy. It, it, he's super busy with more restaurants and everything else You know, coming on. Yeah, uh, did he mention, like, I think he's got one coming up. Uh, well, he did, uh, the one in Atlanta, 2021. Yeah, I, I it is, right? And then the, with the rubs and the sauces, um, the rubs are killer. Like I, I've I said this yet, but they, they look good. They are really, really good. Um, and I, 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 this whole hogman here, that hogman, I like how it's, it's got really, really a fine uh, seasoning mixed with some coarse, um, little flakes in there. Flake, yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like a raw seasoning, almost like a raw garlic yeah. or raw something there. Yeah, we're gonna be playing uh, with these for sure. Without it, well, we might not have any more because we need to order. Could you quit eating it out right. of the bottle, please? <laughs> we can eat more. It's I mean, half gone. We need to order more. I mean, so he I'm did saying. say that'll that'll cover a hundred what fifty pound hog. Well, I think he said know, and generously. He said, "Yeah, you could probably cook, you know, a bunch with this." But then he he also said, "Order more." Order. All of them. Yeah. Order all of them. Order a case. Yeah, seriously, why not order a case? Yeah. But if he was oh, stuck sure. yeah. in a one-pound bag, which I think a light bulb, hopefully he's like, you know what? I can't sell a one-pound bag. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, because I'd buy a one-pound bag of that stuff. Sure, as long as he gets bought. And we'll get yeah. a commission yeah. off of every one of those sales. <laughs> That's <laughs> probably going to happen. <laughs> so I don't prob- you guys couldn't see this, and I don't even know if James noticed, but did you notice, because we were the only ones looking at the, the, the screen here, that his cup was a Philadelphia Eagles. I did not notice that. No, I, I saw one in his. It, I saw a picture of him uh, on his Twitter, and it, he was wearing a number. Looked like a ten jersey. Hmm. It almost looked like Philadelphia Eagles. It probably was, or Miami. I'm not oh, really sure. I couldn't sure tell what the picture. Well, he the had col- a tumbler in this when we were just talking to him, and it was definitely the Eagles on it. Does that change the way you guys feel about him at all? Not at all. No, because no. Uh, the NFC. He sucks anyways. So. That's the truth. All I know is I've never felt so uplifted after an interview. Like, I am going to make today a great day. Why not? <laughs> Why not true. make today a great day, right? Yeah. Like, great guy. Great. Um, awesome for him coming on. And you know what? His seasons are freaking awesome. Like, I cannot say that. We've had people on, and we, I, like I said before, uh, you may have to, sometimes have to mix those with other seasonings to really get this thing to pop. This thing is popping already. Yeah, I feel like so, the hog rub, man. That's 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 gonna be by itself. I know on multiple multiple things. Right. So. Let's put it on some meat and let's give it some. Let's give it the test. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Do it. All right. So awesome. Hey, thanks, Rodney, for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate it. Um, Alden, uh, can you hit these guys up with the business where they can find us and all the other wonderful podcasts that we put out there? 
I can. I can tell you, you know, if if you want to go listen to Rodney, you know, you can go to the website. It's going to be www.grabthebrisket.com. And there you can find everything else you want to. I mean, our merchandise is there. um, Our our other pot, you know, you can find anything there you want to. Our pictures, you know, we want your, uh, you guys to go over there. And if you want to ask questions, ask questions, you know. If you want to give us uh, any kind of feedback, we, we love it. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. We're, we're, you know, we're not going to hate. We're just, no, we're, we're not hating. We're not going to hate. We're, we're going to answer you honestly and, and stuff like that. So, you know, interaction, you know, you know, with us and you guys is, is what we're looking for. So, uh, like I say, just go to the website. You can find all of our other, um, platforms, uh, through that website as well. So, uh, www.grabthebrisket.com. Boom. There it is. Yeah. And if you want to see what, uh, Rodney Scott's up to, go check up his website and that is RodneyScottsBarbecue.com. He's got multiple. Go- I-, I know grabbing the briskets is worldwide, right? Yeah. I mean, worldwide. Not, worldwide. It's not prestige worldwide, yeah. but we are worldwide. So for the folks that are in Alabama, Birmingham, honestly, they probably heard of the place. Yeah. It's not like, <laughs> you know. uh, hey. it's not like I'm yeah, just like, for sure. somebody's listening to the podcast like, Oh, really? I, I, you know, I, place I, is right down the on. street. I, I just... live in Alabama, and I had no idea. Right? <laughs> Anyways, is that yeah. what that smell is coming <laughs> from that place? Exactly. Yeah. That's my neighbor. So Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama, and then we got Charleston, South Carolina. Go check it out. Roddy Scott. Boom. And in 2025, Houston, Texas. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming. He is moving closer. <laughs> yep. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Thank you all. Peace. Thank you, everybody. We've been great. Just grab them in the brisket.